Hi, welcome to Redhead Reads Reddit. I'm Elaine, I'm a redhead that reads Reddit and I'm here with producer Dan. Hello. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Redhead Reddits and find me on Reddit, user Redhead Reads Reddit. And how are you today? <laughs> I've got a bit of a cold coming on. Yeah. Why? What makes you ask? <laughs> <laughs> because you've been badgering me all evening to do this podcast. And then the second we're about to start recording, what is it you said? I've got a bit of a sore throat. And how did you say it? I've got a bit of a sore throat. Yeah. I've got, I have got That's a true. bit of a sore throat, to be fair. It's, uh, it's September, the kids have been back at school for two and a half weeks, and we've already got the first bout of whatever it is they've picked up from school doing the rounds at home. Yes. And it's travelled to me very quickly. I'm feeling a little bit rough. I look forward it's to okay, catching it. You know, we've had cocktails. We have. Uh, I'm onto a gin and tonic now. And I'm Medicinal. onto a JD and Coke. Yeah, also uh, preventional. Yes, preventative yep. JD and Coke. That's what I meant. <laughs> so, what have we been reading recently? We've been reading about stupid rules in work and stupid things in work. Yes. So, this thread is from uh, Malicious Compliance by The Bolf. Great name. So, I am a manager in a call centre. No office dress. Work polo tops are available. Really, anything goes. T-shirts, leggings, jeans, caps, shorts. The issues that can pop up in the summer are girls wearing denim shorts deemed too short, tops too short, and senior management saying that too much skin is on show. However, my story is around a girl called Carly I had in my team. October in Scotland, the cold is here, so it's more winter wear. Perfectly fine in my opinion, no skin on show. My manager said the shorts were too short, but I tried to argue that the leggings underneath the shorts covered her, so it was in no way inappropriate. As usual, management win, so I had to tell her that the shorts were too short, but I reminded her that the leggings were fine, planting the malicious compliance seed in her head. She knew what to do, so she stood up, made a scene, announced that her shorts were too short, but she could fix it. She stood in front of everyone, undid her shorts, pulled them down in her version of a stripper on stage, took them off, folded them and put them in her bag, sat back down and took another call. This made my day. The look on my manager's face was priceless. I reminded her it was exactly what she had asked for, but clearly she thought that Carly would have done this in the bathroom. Too long, didn't read. A complaint about short shorts gets a strip show. See, I think Carly should have taken the shorts off, twirled them round her head and thrown them at the manager. <laughs> yes, yes. And then gone out and bought herself some underwear. Yeah. <laughs> I hate um, over draconian. It depends on the job, doesn't it? If you're sat in an office and you're not seeing customers, you should be able to wear what you like, in my opinion. Yeah, I think within reason, obviously. Well, yeah, to be fair, I think sometimes you do need some. It's one of those, I, I think it's ridiculous having to have rules, but then having seen how some people turn up to an office to work. Yeah, it's true. Um, there's always some people who seem to need a little bit of guidance. But I think obviously that's ridiculous to say shorts with leggings underneath is inappropriate. There's no flesh on show. That's true. No. And what is it they say? Dress for the job you want, not for the job you have? They do. Yep. You turn up one day in a Batman outfit and HR all over the place. I was thinking an astronaut outfit. <laughs> <laughs> one small step for man. Then HR now. Basically. <laughs> um, and that is all we've got from Reddit this week. It is. Bizarrely. Now, I'm not sure if that is because I haven't looked hard enough, but I feel like I have looked pretty hard. Um, You've done a lot of research. I've done a lot of research. I really have. Um, but there's been an, an awful lot of pictorial threads. There has. 
shall we say. And they, they don't really translate that well to uh, being read out. There's a picture of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let's describe this to you. Wow. <laughs> Although I did like that one that I saw of um, the kittens in the Friends yeah. miniature house. <laughs> so they've made a miniature set of the Friends um, set of the flat that Monica and Rachel lived in. And they'd unleashed six kittens in it. They had. And I liked that. Did you see that you can go on Google and type in Joey Friends and it comes up with Joey from Friends and then a picture of a pizza? And you click on the pizza? No, I did not know this. Have you not known? So yeah, it works for all the characters, apparently. So if it's Joey, you click on the pizza and these pair of arms come up the screen and grab his pizza away. Joey doesn't share food! <laughs> I might have to try that after we finish recording. <laughs> It's the simple things. <laughs> it's Ross's one to grab my sandwich. My sandwich! Oh, do you know what? I don't know. I did not listen to the rest, but I thought Ross's would be pivot! Could pivot! Be. Well, no one could move furniture without shouting pivot. <laughs> Whenever I try to move anything, I yell pivot days? randomly. <laughs> if you haven't seen the TV programme Friends, then this is all meaningless waffle. If you haven't seen the TV programme Friends, where have you been for the past 25 years? To be fair, though, people nowadays, you know, it's quite old now. I know, but it's always on TV. I mean, in the UK, it's it always, always on TV. TV yeah. It's always on Netflix. They'd be like somebody, like my parents' generation, making some arcane reference to Coronation Street and say, what, you haven't watched Coronation Street? It's been out for years. Really? Or do you think it'd be more like your parents' generation making reference to Monty Python or Forty Towers or something uh, that maybe. everyone has seen? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, point One made. nil down. <laughs> Anyway. Enjoy that win. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pay for it later. You will. <laughs> um, so, because there was nothing else that you came up with, mm -hmm. I've done some producing today. Oh, my. After last week's jibe. Goodness. After all I produced was some cracking cocktails. Um, and I've gone to um, an old website that I used to love, which is beta.com, which is spelt B3TA.com. Okay. It's been around for donkey's years. It's always funny. It's past its heyday these days, I'm afraid to say, but it is funny. And they have a question of the week on there. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, it was always a good laugh. So I went on there and I thought I'd dig some stuff up. And I came up with a question of the week from 2003. <laughs> Clients are stupid. Right. Now, I remember reading this back in the day, so 16 years ago, and all of it was hilarious. Now, not so much because a lot of it refers to stuff that was funny at the time. Yes. And just doesn't make any sense these days. So, But we've got some. <laughs> So the first one in Clients Are Stupid, this is by Rob. Rob is the owner of the site. And he said, I once had to train a client on how to use their new website. I said, point the mouse at that button. They looked at me with a quizzical expression, picked up the mouse and held it to the screen. Can you beat this bit of client stupidity? Now, when I saw this one, that made me laugh because <laughs> I, in a former career, was an IT trainer. Um, and I had to teach people how to use computers to some extent. And I had that happen to me when I said to somebody, point the mouse here and they yep. picked the mouse up and put it on the screen of the monitor it's a bit okay we'll just take it back <laughs> a little bit a bit further back in basics yes. but bless her so she'd never used one before that's it she always used typewriters and the next comment is from nasal hair i work for an it training company and one of my former colleagues was our resident techie responsible for keeping the network afloat etc one day, an inkjet fax machine ran out of ink, so he wandered off to get a new cartridge. Moments later, he returned, a new Epson cartridge in his hands, unperturbed by the fact that the fax machine was actually made by Ryko. Anyway, 
There followed a few seconds of him trying to force the cartridge into the machine without success before he decided to compare the new cartridge to the old one. After a short while, he excitedly points out that the sole difference between the two cartridges was a small plastic lump on the new one, which the old one didn't have. Now, what would you do at this point? Put the new one back and find the right one for the machine? Of course you would, not this guy. He wandered out to his car, returned with an angle grinder and proceeded to reshape the cartridge. There was a scream, the angle grinder suddenly stopped and he ran in covered with ink. <laughs> now, this guy, he's got an angle grinder in his car. I Who, wouldn't be taking the mic out of him. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I remember when I, when I used to work in IT actually and um, they did, you know, when they have those women's magazines, they do those silly quizzes about things that you have in your handbag. And mine was things like networking cables and crimpers for networking cables and screwdrivers. And so As you on. do. As you do. And I was like, well, that's what's in my handbag. And you've put your IT hat on again today, haven't you? I did. Trying to fix my old laptop. I've been trying. Fixing my old laptop. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Fifty bullets. How long has it taken you? Probably only about four hours in actual time. Okay, when but did you start? it's been spread over several weeks because I really couldn't be asked. Started about April time, wasn't it? No. <laughs> this year, I mean, this year. Um, that ink cartridge stuff that annoys the hell out of me. You know when your printer stops working and you know it's got ink in it. Yes. We had one where I used to work, and the it was the waste tray, the waste disposal unit mm -hmm. was full. It was like you've got to install a new one. We didn't have one, and they just print stuff. I was like, yes. well, just emptied it out and put it back in. Easy. Easy peasy. Anyway. Logan28 says, while discussing a lady in my work with an IT representative who had dealt with her inane queries on many occasions, for example, how do I turn this on? Answer, press the on button and the lights. We went to another PC in the office and tapped into her PC. We, or he, sent a fake Windows error message to her screen saying, Windows has encountered a major fault. Get under the table now. Believe it or not, she did. And she stayed there until someone asked her what she was doing. Laugh, I nearly died. That's wicked. <coughs> Love that. I'll tell you what we did at an old place of work is I swapped while one of the girls opposite me was at lunch. This is very um, immature. Um, I swapped the um, keyboard um, wire out of mm -hmm. her and put it into mine. Oh, yes. Great fun. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs> yeah. Word document over the way she's come back and I'm typing away on my screen. It's coming up on hers. Bless her. I think the, the best thing we ever did with a keyboard um, was when our IT manager went away on holiday and we stripped his keyboard back. Well, in fact, it wasn't his keyboard. We got a spare keyboard, stripped it right back, put a load of cotton wool in it, made it wet, planted cress seeds, <laughs> and then obviously watered it carefully while he was away so there was cress growing in between his keys and then obviously plugged it in yeah. at his desk, ready for when he came back again. So, look, you've been off so long. It's grown. <laughs> the grass has grown in your keyboard. <laughs> if you ever want to get revenge on someone and you know they're going away on holiday, you can... Um, put a watering can spout through their letterbox and pour water onto their carpet and then post crest seeds. Yes. So you go back and water it every few days and it grows crest for the wrong way. Yes, I did that to a teacher's office. What? <laughs> I've only heard about it. What are you doing, Vandal? <laughs> I had a misspent youth. <laughs> I went to an all-girls school. You had to do something for entertainment. Uh, the next comment, moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one there, shall we? Hope to goodness none of my children ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, this is from Baboon. I used to work at a local college. I have removed all manner of material from floppy drives. Paper clips, rubbers, student cards, and once a credit card from a confused lady who was trying to buy things online. 
My favourite, though, isn't one of mine, but someone who used to work at Doncaster Council. Client. I've spilt coffee in my boss's keyboard. IT. Was the sugar in it? Client. No. The IT. OK. Spill some cold water in it. This will remove the coffee and hang it out to dry for the day. The client. OK. I have a sink in the office. After this, a very irate manager rang up, which Nobhead told my secretary to put my laptop in the sink, then hang it to dry. <laughs> yeah, that was some crucial that the client missed out, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. It's the simple things, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> and also, it shows how old all this stuff is, because it talks about floppy drives. I know. Yeah. I know. I remember when I first started using computers that they actually were... Floppy. Floppy. Floppy disks. Ones, yeah. Yeah. And your uh, your IT department at school had one computer. Pretty much. Well, when I first did my when I did my GCSE in IT, it was pre Windows, so um, yeah, they had BBC computers. Yeah, yeah, we had BBC at primary school, and then we had Windows three point one. Yeah. Seems or might be something before that. Might be DOS. <laughs> anyway, old. Old. <laughs> speaking of being old. Speaking of being old, um, Peter have also got one about dad jokes. Um, which I put in here because I know that you, Redhead, love dad jokes. I adore a dad joke. Yes. Um, and you enjoy catcalling people when they're doing stand-up, don't you? <laughs> I do. If I've had enough... Uh, if you've had enough to drink. Enough to drink. Not enough to eat. <laughs> um, yeah, producer Dan recently took part in a comedy stand-up um, experience to raise money for a local charity, which is very good. Very mm-hmm. proud. Um, yeah, and I went along and I did heckle him because I was a little bit squiffy. It was a really nice heckle, to be fair. It was a nice I, heckle. I mentioned moving in with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And you went, woo! I did, really loudly. Yeah, really loudly. And you <laughs> was right at the back as well. Ah, you love it. Anyway, so let me start this. Zach McFlimby says, whenever I annoy him, my dad dances about pointing at me and singing, I shagged your mum, I shagged your mum. <laughs> Luxorama says, not so funny, but my father thought so. When my grandfather passed away, my dad told me by saying, all those with grandfathers put up your hand, and then pointed at me and said, not so fast, you. (laughs) 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 Which is just evil. Oh, God, I'm sorry doing that. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite crap dad joke is... Do you know what my grandfather said to me before he kicked the bucket? No. He said, grandson, watch me kick this bucket. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> um, Orin comes in with, this one was really bad. Imagine a scene. I was about 17. It was a family Christmas gathering and dad farts. This gets a giggle from the children and he, till he turns to me and asks, quite calmly, should farts have lumps? <laughs> Oh, we love a bit of toilet humour in this household. Oh, we really I've got, do. I've got um, a son and a daughter, um, and obviously they're both... I have to say they're both very keen on the whole toilet humour jokes, um, especially the son, though. Yep. Very keen on that. So much so that I bought him a book for Christmas called True or Poo, which is <laughs> <laughs> a story of toilet-related facts, which I thought was great fun. But I was told by my daughter recently it was actually wildly inappropriate. And had I seen some of the pictures in this oh, book? Really? <laughs> He's now scarred for life. Oh, oops. <laughs> I went to, there's, we've got a shop in the UK called The Works, which sells all kinds of tats. Yes. It's kind of described as that. 
and I went and I bought steps and stepdaughter, so your kids. Um, I, I don't even know how you describe it. Rubber, or is it, it's like basically a squeezy turd. It's like if you've yeah. seen South Park, it's like Mr. Hankey. Yes. And um, it's just a rubber poo, isn't yeah. it? With with eyes. With eyes, and rather than just give it to them, I snuck <laughs> it and put it in their beds. And then, as they came in separately from school, I uh, admonished them for admonish. Yes, you did. Admonish them for. Uh, there we go. That does sound like a real word. How much have I had to drink? <laughs> um, I told them off for having poo in the bed. Yes. <laughs> go and check. There's no poo in my bed. Go and check. And then oh. we now have lots of hilarity where I'll go in and pick up the poo and throw it at them. Yes. <laughs> and say, I'm flinging my poo. <laughs> yeah. Or your favourite, God forbid, we have peas at dinner time. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If, I, if I drop a pee on the floor, I say, oh no, I've peed on the floor. <laughs> oh no, there's pee on the floor. <laughs> Never gets old. I'm quite childish. <laughs> yeah, you I'm quite childish. That's why you got so well with me. I'm a prank. I tend to think that, you know, my children are going to hear all of these sort of rude and silly jokes and they might as well hear them from me. But when I say shit... <gasps> Swearing's different. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Booze-related disasters. Anger, pain, fear, aggression, watercolours. We should point out that's the username. Is that the one? That, that's the username. username. Oh, what a username. I have recalled a time while in final year of university, a friend and I decided that a first and last night out in the union was a good idea. Having spent the evening eating speed and drinking enormous amounts of spot, cider, spider and cider, <laughs> I was very much worse for wear. While queuing for a pint, a guy barged past me and stood at the bar in front of me. Reasonably, I questioned him. What the fuck are you doing, you cunt? And gave him a shove. Imagine my shame when I noticed his white stick and the looks of horror from everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should throw in my little personal an anecdote about when I was in the car park at this point. Hey, well, you can't now not say it. And, um, I was going to work and going into the car park and the car park that I was going into has like a little single lane that runs to it, which is narrow. You can't get two cars down it. But then off the side of this, there are like little slipway areas where you can go in and park to drop people off or whatever at the doctors and so on. Um, and as I was coming along there, the car in front of me just stopped in the slipway and was messing around. And I could see them trying to get somebody out of the car and this and the other. And I thought, I was like, I'm going to be late parking for work. So <laughs> on the horn. And then again, my horror when it was very clearly someone who was very disabled being helped out of the back of the car. It's <laughs> like that. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Didn't realise that. <laughs> Although, in fairness, there was a separate little lay-by area for the doctors. So, partly justified, but still, it wasn't one of my... Uh, it wasn't one of my finest moments. My kids haven't let me forget the time that I ran someone's foot over. This is only a few years ago. I was taking them to the XL Centre in London. Mm -hmm. um, and I had like, two or three kids in the car. There was enough that it was... It was uh, Noisy. No, it was enough that they remember it and taunt the life out of me ever since. But as I'm driving through the car park, and for once I'm going really slowly, and I've turned a corner, and this guy has seen me, acknowledged me, and as I've turned and I'm indicating, he stepped in front of the car, and I ran over his foot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the? I said, are you going to apologise, Dad? I was like, well, no, because he walked in front of the car. Look, he's apologising to me. Yes. Yeah, and now every time I get in the car, it's like, try not to run anyone over, Dad. <laughs> Um, user human says oh me oh my I'm sure you all remember the North American Eastern Seaboard being in a total blackout last August this was August several, several years ago yes 
Well, my friend and I assumed that the world was ending, so we should drink until we didn't care. He has a bottle of tequila, rum, gin, sambuca, and I believe there was whiskey involved. At any rate, we sat in the dark with candles, drinking continuously for about 20 hours. At this point, we decided we needed to defend ourselves against looters, so we barricaded ourselves in the basement for three days. Until I turned on a lamp, we found his storage and realised the power had been on for two days. <laughs> <laughs> that was just an excuse to miss work. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we thought that the world had ended. <laughs> yeah. so we just, just put the lamp on, we realised it's been on for two days. How yeah. do you know it's been for two days? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, Marconi has done the next comment. He said, um, I mixed way too many drinks one night. I spewed up in my girlfriend's parents' conservatory and then was ushered into the bathroom to, to continue my heaving activities. Whilst driving the porcelain bus, I decided to kneel down as my legs had a mind of their own. Oh, it's horrible being that drunk and sick. Yeah. I was leaning over the toilet when I slipped and got my head stuck between the toilet bowl and the wall. My legs were tucked underneath me, so I was unable to move. I called for help, but no one turned up for 15 minutes. <laughs> When help did finally arrive, my so-called friends called everyone over to have a look, as you would do. I was dragged out once everyone had stopped laughing, and after one mate had decided to use the loo <laughs> while I was stuck. Ugh. To be fair, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. I hope it wasn't a number two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Hanrahan says, boots puke bag. One night I was seriously drunk on peach naps in Ibiza. A friend helped me back to the apartment and I managed to stagger to my bed. So I sat on the edge of the bed, leaned my forehead against the wall, picked up a boots carrier bag off the floor and put the handles over my ears like a horse's feet bag. (laughs) (laughs) For the next few hours I slept, puked, slept, puked, etc. Then some point in the early morning... I woke up with a large bag of puke around my face and a huge red circle on my forehead where I'd been leaning against the wall for five hours. Oh, nice. <laughs> I haven't been that bad. I mean, I, I'm thinking back to a girl's holiday when I went to Greece um, and I'd had rather a lot to drink one evening and realised I'd got into bed and then had the realisation I was going to be sick and leapt out of bed in just my knickers and sprinted through the apartment into the bathroom past one of the girls who was sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> and, oh, Straight past. But then when I hit the bathroom, I slipped because the floor was wet. <laughs> Slammed my foot into like a brick wall and then made it a little cute. But I, the next day I got up, I was like, everything hurts. <laughs> everything I'm hurts. I'm being sick. Why does my foot kill me? Why does everything hurt so much? So yeah, the demon drink. <laughs> I always think that if you get to that stage where you think you're going to be sick, you normally are sick. And then yes. by the time you're running to the toilet, and my kids have done this a lot when they've been ill. They all go, oh, I don't feel very well. And you go, quick, go to the toilet. Yes. And they puke and then they run and basically leave a trail of puke as they go. Oh, yak. Yeah, rather just yaks on the floor and got out of the way. Oh, no, 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 no. You'd rather have a trail of sick, would you, to the toilet? Uh, Yeah, because at least you'd hope that some of it's in the toilet you'd have to clean up. I still remember vividly going out the first time I was really ill from drinking with you. (laughs) Yeah, me too. And we'd been out and came back and I had the realisation I was going to be sick and went into the bathroom and shut the door and was sick. And you were trying to come in. Don't come in. Don't look at me. (laughs) That was my flat where we didn't have a lock on the toilet door, did we? There was no lock, so I couldn't stop you from coming in. Not like bringing me in a glass of water. Like, go away. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. Do you want me to come and hold your hair back? No. Yes. I don't like being ill. <laughs> we've got one last one to finish on, which we've nicked from Twitter because it's made us giggle. I love this one. 
You want to read that out? Okay, so this is from, I think it's Naama. Naama. I think Naama. And it's at I Know Places MP6. And she said, my dad just realised that the apartment his unmarried aunt has been living in for the past 20 years with her best friend, Irene, has one bedroom. He's so confused. Does Irene sleep on the couch? She's 83. She shouldn't be sleeping on the couch. I'm dot, dot, dot. I think she means I'm lost for words. Yes. <laughs> and for those of you out there that don't understand that, then we can't help you. We can't help you. No, I don't. More than friends. Yeah, I think yes. Or really, really good They're friends. very good friends. Friends with benefits. Yes. The benefits of only having to have one set of bedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's always a benefit. Um, and Hazel, who is at Hazel underscore OK, has replied... My mum wasn't sure how to explain to her mum that her grandniece was gay. She said, they live together, they share a bed. Hoping she'd understand what she meant. My nana replied, without a beat, sure that makes sense. The price of heating these days. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Although, have you seen as well in the news recently, they've been saying about the, the bodies that were discovered. I think it was, was it um, Herculaneum or one of the places in Italy where the, there'd been the volcanic eruption, obviously, a long time ago. Right, okay. Um, and they'd found two people who had been holding hands... Um, right. it, you know when they died, and they'd always thought that it was a man and wife, but they've they've done their DNA testing and it's it's two men. Yeah. And of course they, they were just they were friends. They might have been like soldiers together or something. It's like at no point has anyone gone. They were probably gay. Yeah. Because you know that obviously you know in Rome that would never have happened with it. You know <laughs> they weren't renowned for <laughs> not at all having lots of fun. <laughs> to be fair, if there was a volcanic explosion and I was with a friend, male or female. And I thought, shit, we're going to get covered in lava. I would probably hold their hand. Oh. Don't like being scared. No, well, I must admit you would do, but I think it's just the fact that no, at no point do any of them go, that, that's an option. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're good friends. They were brothers. They were, like, Actually, thinking... They might have been brothers. <laughs> thinking about it, I would be holding hand and pulling him back to make sure that the lava got him first. That's what I would be doing. So it looked like you were trying to uh, hump him. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was I was erect, I was naked, and I slipped. I slipped and I fell into his anus. <laughs> you can decide if you keep that in the podcast or not. <laughs> I'll think about it. Mm. I'm just thinking about all the stories that I used to hear about um, doctors having to remove things from orifices. But that might be something for a, a different podcast. Let me tell you my favourite doctor story. And if it goes wrong, we can cut it out because right. it has gone on for a bit. So it's the first day of doctor training. So there is a very experienced doctor at the front with a dead body because it's some kind of weird medical school where they do dead bodies. Um, and he had everyone grouped up in pairs. Mm -hmm. He said, right, you need to watch what I do very carefully. This is your first lesson. You need to copy exactly what I'm doing. Okay. So he's got the respect to the class. So the cadaver's on the slab in front of the professor. Mm -hmm. And he sticks his finger up in the air, one finger. He said, got a copy of everyone, so everyone raised their finger in the air. And he put his finger into the guy's anus. And then he pulled it out, and he put his finger in his mouth. No! And tasted it. He said, right, you've all got to copy it. So, obviously, they were a little bit reluctant to, but they wanted to pass. So they did it. Finger in. Boom. He said, right, what have you all learned? And no one had an answer. Everyone was like, it's poo, Ugh. And he said, right, what you should have learned from that is that you need to pay attention. Because what you will have noticed is that I stuck my middle finger up his backside and sucked on my index finger. What did you do? Oh, 
Oh, that's so grim. That's so, so probably not true, but it's probably it. not true. I say the ones are, my stories are true. Oh, are they? Can you prove it? Citation needed. They were told to be by a doctor who'd been there, so I'd assume so. Right? No, you never know. You never know. Anyway, that's it for today. That's it for today. That's it for today. So, um, please do send me links to things you might enjoy. If you want to hear my um, things stuck in Orifice's stories, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm keen to hear that one. As soon as we finish this recording, we're going again. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> um, if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave me a rating. And uh, please do send us a voice memo. Yes. I love the idea of voice memo. And after the amount of editing that I did on last week's <laughs> show to get that sodding voice memo clip in. <laughs> what, what have we learned? We've learned not to record on a Sunday evening when we're drunk. Yes. And then try and edit it. In time for Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why we're recording this on a Saturday night. So I've actually got all of Sunday to fart around with the editing. And that's why last week's one was late. <laughs> yes, last week's one was I thought it was really brilliant though, the fact that it was late and it was the one about how, how have you messed up at work. And I was like... <laughs> How have you messed Oops. up your podcast? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I deleted the wrong bit and ended up with nothing. <laughs> We're going to need to go because I can hear the cats creating havoc in the kitchen. <laughs> I think you can. Yes, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, please do get in touch. Um, you haven't given the address. Oh. <laughs> For the voice memo? Yeah. I thought people would just listen to last week's. No, nah, just, yeah, <laughs> just remember it from last week. Just remember it from last week. So, yeah, send us a voice memo. Go to anchor.fm forward slash redheadreads and click send a voice message. Nice and, and easy. Be, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, nice and easy. And really, I'm disappointed in you that you don't remember it from last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right try, harder, try harder, listeners. <laughs> That's Bye. it for us. Goodbye.